Welcome to the Audacious Generosity Podcast. Here we celebrate giving without the pressure to give. Audacious Generosity is where God is the giver and giving depends on what God puts into your hands. Now, here's your host, Kevin White. Hello, this is Kevin White. You're listening to the Audacious Generosity Podcast. It is December the 29th. I hope you had a wonderful Merry Christmas and holiday with your family. Merry Christmas to each and every one of you. On today's show, I'm going to share excerpts of an interview with my friend Eric Nevins. He has interviewed hundreds of people, so it is a high honor to be interviewed by the Eric Nevins. Eric's interview will be featured on his podcast show, Halfway There, in early 2021. Today's episode is only a small sample of that bigger interview. I can't wait for you to hear the whole interview. But on today's show, I'm going to be sharing with you more of my backstory, my testimony, and spiritual formation. You're going to be hearing how God called me into the ministry. This really sets the foundation for God's work of audacious generosity in my life. First, finding Christ. I'm sure we've all heard the term CNE Christians, Christmas and Easter Christians, people who go to church just around Christmas and just around Easter. Well, we actually were more than that. We went to church on a regular basis every every week. And unfortunately, the love of Christ never found its way into our home. I remember a very turbulent childhood. My parents had a rocky marriage and relationship my entire childhood. And I remember actually at age 12 being relieved when they divorced. It was that bad. I was just so glad to know that the fighting and the feuding and every holiday being erupted by their drama and every family vacation or sense thereof being interrupted with their drama would now for the most part be over it did rip my family of six and two halves my mom took my younger brother and sister and moved 30 minutes away with them and then i stayed with my father and my older brother three went one way and three stayed and that was quite traumatic in that my brother was 16 and he had a car and was gone all the time. My dad was gone all the time. So I really lived alone from age 12 to age 14. My middle school years, I was in rural North Carolina most of the time by myself. My dad would drop me off at school in the morning and I would ride the bus home and I would figure out how to cook and clean and put myself to bed. And the next morning, my dad would be back and would be there and would drop me off at school and it would start over again. And I did end up, my mom remarried and her household sort of stabilized and two years after the divorce I I did ask to move in with them and their home space enlarged to a place that I could move in with them and that was a very positive thing to be able to to then have a stepfather and more of a peaceful home after all of those years yeah wow so that's fascinating man how did that affect you spiritually i mean maybe as a kid you know i know how it is you you were maybe not like were you aware of god or were you yeah i was i mean i i really remember the salvation message and the whole part of Jesus dying for our sins. But that was basically it. I really looked back and I was very confused because I literally thought the burden on us was to escape the fires of hell. And Jesus offered that salvation from hell 
as we would ask him to forgive us of our sins and he would keep us from burning in hell for all eternity. And I really, for the longest time, thought that that was what being a Christian meant. And that was all it, it really was. And I really didn't have any type of discipleship of how he is an ever-present help in time of need. And yet I remember being very lonely in high school and really struggling, not with detectable depression or anxiety, but just with a sense of feeling lost, not really having a purpose, life not really having meaning. There was no vision beyond the current day. And I really longed for more and ended up going to a gospel meeting whenever I was 17. When the divorce happened, my parents, for the most part, we ended up not really prioritizing church for a while. And once I was old enough to work, I didn't see the need to go to church. So I just started working on Sundays and ended up for several years just not really having much of a time in church at all. But I went to a gospel meeting yeah. whenever I was 17. And now why'd you go to the gospel meeting? A friend from high school had gone on a mission trip and had said, we are going to give a report about our trip and I really want you to be there. And so I went and I saw a group of people my age really passionate for God. And that was radical to me because I didn't really understand why anyone would need God other than get your fire insurance and then you're, you're going to be good. That was when I really was beginning to be exposed to the Lordship of Christ and that God was not just something to save us from hell, but he really had died for us, not just to save us from something and to give us a mission, to give us a purpose. And so I, I just remember there was an altar call at this meeting and I had, in my perspective, I was a Christian and I had been baptized. I had prayed the sinner's prayer. So I just went, I remember going to the altar and I just prayed, God, if there's more to you than I realize, I want to know it. And wow. things just began to change radically from the inside out. And then as I sat on my bed and just read the Bible for hours, God literally just transformed my life. What Do you remember anything as you were reading that stood out to you that was really significant? The Gospels were very impactful. The miracles of Jesus, just the description of him being so practical in people's lives. Because again, my exposure was he is king of glory and in out in the universe and when you face eternity you're going to need him to give you the fire insurance so you don't burn in hell but i really didn't have any discipleship of him being practical beyond that and as a 17 year old i knew the desire and the need for peace and google wasn't even existing then now uh, i heard the other day that the number one googled thing on Bible apps is peace. The number one word people are searching for is peace. I was doing that at age 17, really longing for peace, longing for love. And as I read the Bible, I experienced peace and I experienced love as I just read about the life of Christ and the miracles of the New Testament church and on and on. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's great. And I think that that discipleship, that whole discipleship idea that you talk about going beyond just, Hey, this is, you knew God is transcendent, right? You knew him mm -hmm. as kind of out there, but you're saying now you it wasn't until you were 17 that you really experienced him as imminent and kind of 
the gospel for today. Right. Mm -hmm. Wow. Love that. Such an important moment, right? Yeah. So it sounds like that kind of puts you on a different path. And mm-hmm. so you felt like God called you. Was there, what was calling to ministry like? How did you realize that? God allowed me to just have multiple conversations with the pastor of that church where that gospel meeting took place. And I remember I went back a couple weeks later and then I started going on a weekly basis to that church. And at some point I must have asked the pastor if he would answer some questions that I had as I was reading the Bible. And That was the first form of discipleship in my life. He invited me to come by his office, and we just sat there and talked. And I would raise questions about this verse and help me to understand this chapter. And he really just began to disciple me about the, this is the Old Testament, this is the New Testament, this is the gospel, and so forth. After a couple months, so that was in August of my senior year in high school that I prayed that prayer, went to the gospel meeting, prayed that prayer. They had been on a summer mission trip, came back, And right before school started, I'm praying that prayer. In the month of September and October, in those months, was when I began having these practical conversations with this pastor. And by November, I was beginning to just testify to him. As I'm reading, I keep sensing God saying, he's got a plan for my life. I don't understand. What am I? Am I going crazy? What What's happening here? And he just began to share with me his own testimony and how he was called into the ministry. And I just continued to verbalize that sense of calling that I was beginning to sense. And he would show me other places that God spoke to people. And that was really the first experience in my life of beginning to understand that God speaks. Even today, he is speaking to people. And so he showed me in the word how God would speak to people. He testified in his own life how God had spoke to him. And I remember even at Christmas that year, there was a youth conference after Christmas before New Year's. And the evangelist that had been there for that gospel meeting was going to be at this conference. And I had asked speak to him. We had lunch and I just said, how do you know if God's calling you into the ministry? And the pastor of this small church, his experience was more of a lightning bolt experience. So I kept looking for my lightning bolt and I never really sensed I had a lightning bolt type experience. And then the pastor that I spoke to at this conference, the evangelist, he shared more of an, a gradual awakening. And I just remember God had mm-hmm. used all of that to prepare me. The very last message of this youth conference was just an invitation. If you sense God's calling you to be a pastor or a missionary, will you just come forward and let us pray for you? And I just remember going forward and I don't remember being exposed to Isaiah six, but I look back and for me spiritually, that was an Isaiah six moment. I just, I just basically said, Lord, here am I, send me, and just accepted that throughout these months, God had really brought me to a place of conviction and confidence that he was calling me into vocational ministry. And I now look back and see how obvious it was then. I mean, now, but then it wasn't so obvious. But I did have peace after that conference. I came back to the same high school that I've been begging my mom to let me drop out of. And for the first time ever, went into a guidance counselor's office and said, God has grabbed my life and I've committed my life to him. And I feel called to go into the ministry and I need your help getting ready for college. And that was January. And I was going to graduate in June. 
And that <laughs> little lady began to cry. And I not, never remember anyone ever crying for me. And it really wow. made a deep impression on me. And she said, young man, if you're not serious, don't waste my time, get out of my office. But if you are serious, I'll do anything I can to help you. And I said, ma'am, I'm serious. And she went to bat for me. And there's another part of this story I'd love to share. So that was January. And she did put me in all these college prep courses. And I went from a C student to an A student and taking even harder courses and everything. And I took the SAT and I learned how to write a five paragraph theme paper and different things like that as quickly as possible. And that year, right before graduation, as always, this is a large high school in Burke County, Morganton, North Carolina, Freedom High School, and they were having their annual award ceremony. And it was always scholarships for the jocks and for the bookworms. And I was goofing off with my friends, didn't expect anything. And all of a sudden, from the announcement stand, they said, and this $1,500 scholarship goes to Kevin White. And my friends literally get my attention and said, they just said your name. You're supposed to go up there. So I go up there and I bring back this piece of paper that has this form on it for a scholarship. And I go back and I sit back down and everybody's just quiet. They're just looking at me. I'm looking at this paper. I'm looking at them. They're looking at me. We're all looking at this paper. And they said, and this $3,000 scholarship goes to Kevin White. And I go back up there. And by the end of that award ceremony, that little old lady, without me knowing it, had put me in for these non-academic scholarships and she paid for my first year of college. So there is some of my testimony. You're gonna hear a lot more when the whole interview is released on Eric's podcast, Halfway There. So be watching for that. You know, it's funny, for the longest time, I really wrestled with telling my story. I could see value in everyone else's story but my own. Actually, when God called me to write, I agreed to write a book. And it was a major crisis of belief when God said, I want you to tell my story through you. Needless to say, this interview with Eric was monumental for me. Now, I'm thankful to share it with you. I pray it's a blessing to you. I also pray you will read my book, Audacious Generosity. I'd love to hear your story. Email me at kevin at kevinwhite.us. That's kevin at kevinwhite.us. Until next week, have a wonderful, happy new year. Keep living with audacious generosity. God bless you all. And that's a wrap. Thanks for listening, subscribing, and reviewing the Audacious Generosity podcast. Join us next week as we open our hands up to God and let Him fill them for the Great Commission. Kevin's new book, Audacious Generosity, was an instant international bestseller on Amazon. Audacious Generosity is now available worldwide on Amazon in paperback, hardback, ebook, and audiobook. You'll find the Audacious Generosity ebook on Apple Books, Kindle, Google Play, and all the popular online ebook stores. The Audacious Generosity audiobook was recorded by Kevin himself, and reviewers are loving it. The audiobook can be found online in over 40 audiobook stores worldwide, including Audible, Apple, Google, and more. Buy Audacious Generosity for yourself. Gift it to your friends and family for the holidays.
Discover why Audacious Generosity was an instant bestseller. Audacious Generosity is all about you enjoying a living relationship with God that's fueled by courage, characterized by freedom, and overflowing with Audacious Generosity. Get your copy today.